Sorry for the audio, but we were just about to record a video in the new place, and we just found this shit. Hopefully you can see this, but that is the biggest earwig I've ever seen in my life. Oh my fucking god. Comfort is an impermanent state that humans love to call home. What's funny is that the longer we box ourselves into this mental house that we love to call home, the more uncomfortable it gets. The only path to true comfort is by reaching the level of mind that is comfortable with the inevitable discomfort that life presents. The problem is this, is that when most people are faced with an uncomfortable situation, their automatic reaction is to flee rather than fight. We may not flee from the physical location that we're in, but our mind wants to flee toward the mental comfort of a past experience. Our mind wants to move even if we are still. This projection out of the present moment creates tension or can create tension, not all the time, but it can create tension that unless resolved, it stays around much longer than we'd like. And the result of this is that we it introduces the state of mind of feeling lost, overwhelmed, or just uncertain about the future. We don't know what to pursue next because we lack the clarity that discomfort provides with time. And we don't, we can't lean into that discomfort in order to gain the clarity quicker. Instead, we fight with it and avoid letting this discomfort collect into the clarity that we seek, right? Because that's what tension is in a sense we're overwhelmed we're lost we're missing a piece of the puzzle and that puzzle can only be found with aligned movement right us moving forward in life as our mind wants to but in a way that is conducive toward a uh, goal or something else that along the way we gather the pieces that create clarity and what's worse is that when we're in this lost state, it's very difficult to zoom out and see the bigger picture. It becomes close to impossible to see beyond the problem itself. And by narrowing in on the problem, that's all we can think about. The mind determines how we interact with reality. The mind houses perspective, houses perception, houses human behavior to an extent from a very high level that is the mind. So from the top down, most people have a narrow perspective, especially when focused on a problem that leads to a negative perception of the situation in conducive to a goal that you don't have clarity on. And that then that leads from that negative perception, inaccurate decision making that only compounds it further. The goal is to move through life with artfulness and grace. And that is to be at one with the present moment, regardless of how the mind wants to interpret the situation. So when you broaden your perspective by approaching life with an open mind, gain the power to accept situations as they are, reap the joy that comes from progress, you come to the realization that you've been sold a lie. The conventional path is not the path to the good life. And to start to understand this, we have to understand three different perspectives. The space between expectation and reality creates tension that causes pain. I love philosophy. I really do. And I talk about it a lot, but I realized its flaws very quickly. And that is, I realized that theory has to meet practice. You have to ground the philosophy in reality. A philosopher can intellectualize all day, but can they run a business? What happens when that business has a fire? What happens when the business's employees quit? What happens when the market shifts and they have to pivot that business? What about 
the quote unquote philosophers that don't call themselves philosophers that tell you how to attract an ideal partner or get a boyfriend or a girlfriend or learn text game. Do they actually have results to show for it? What about when you want to start a personal brand and start writing content? Check out to our writer links in the description, but then you're hesitant to post when you're a philosopher and you talk about um, action all day long and not procrastinating and not becoming a slave to the expectations in your mind. And then what happens when you make a post and you lose a follower or you send out an email and you lose a subscriber? How do you react to that? And what about in your practical life, right? What happens if your dog dies? What happens if your brother gets kidnapped? Actions must align with words. This becomes more clear when you observe society. That is a very good practice to take into your life or adopt into your life is to just observe society, societal patterns, right? There are a bunch of health public figures that are not healthy. <laughs> there are a bunch of people that put across a certain notion. And of course, this would be a different story if they didn't claim or, or put across all of these health things and then their actions aligned with that, right? If, if someone's unhealthy, and they're talking about balance in life and maybe their own philosophy about how you incorporate more food for a specific reason and they don't prioritize health, then yeah, actions start to align with words. But if there is someone that has the credentials of a health person and that's how they position themselves, right? That's how they frame so others can share that perspective of them. They can share minds, but the actions don't align. Then the the there's a dissonance there where somebody else's actions aren't going to align with that specific perspective and it's going to create that tension and it's going to cause them to feel lost, negative, overwhelmed, and they aren't going to get results. This happens all the time in more than just health where business people, they put across something. This is why I've stopped selling specific courses is because I no longer do them, right? There's things that I can teach based on principles of the past, but the things that I talk about and sell now, hopefully I try to have them align with what I do and the goals that I'm trying to achieve and the shared goals that I'm attracting people with my content like this. So the best philosophy is that which is grounded in reality and that is individual, right? We can blame people all day long for their lack of, of, lack of congruence, but at the end of the day, I found that creating your own philosophy and living by that and not taking prescriptions or hard set advice from other people until you test it and see how it fits in your life and what parts fit in your life, right? I can give you business advice all day long, but there's going to be certain things that don't apply to your situation or they don't resonate with your level of mind and they aren't going to be conducive toward action and they're only going to cause that overwhelm. So you have to be able to understand what we're talking about in this video, reframe things, act on the things that will help, and then internalize that knowledge or philosophy that you are picking up along the way. So the first perspective that we need to go over is expectation versus reality. Expectations are beliefs and these expectations are often conditioned into our mind as we go about life from a young age. An expectation is the assumption that something should or will happen. So Western children are often told that they should go after a high paying job or become a doctor or a lawyer or something like that with a high paying job title. Kids are told that they will go to church on Sunday and they'll believe it or they won't and they'll rebel and that will create tension and overwhelm and uncertainty and it will lead them down a different path hopefully a good one if they can zoom out and critically think and try to act in a beneficial manner for their future so expectations narrow our mind towards a predictable future and what this does is it closes off potentially closes off our mind to other potential futures because it's already set 
right? It's already going to happen. We aren't able to zoom out beyond that and think of different paths in life. And so in especially in like Western society where the typical thing is go to school, get a job, retire at 65. That's an expectation that a lot of people have. And so they outsource their ability to act on other things to that. And they try to their actions follow suit with those expectations. And it usually leads to a life of more suffering, not like absolute suffering. I don't believe that people are miserable all the time, but you can see what I mean here. And it's just obvious if you observe society, the pain that following these preset expectations that society has projected on you can lead to. And so from this narrow perspective that these expectations create, it influences our perception of a situation. And then that influences our, the choices that we make. And those are narrowly aligned with the perspective that we hold that is narrowed by expectations. And choices are the bricks that build your future self and life. So let's take a look at someone as an example that has a lot of responsibility, but they want to start a business. I see this all the time. They see others with little responsibility flexing their business success within six to 12 months. As an example, they hold that expectation in their mind without context for their situation. They conceptualize why they can't do the same and how life is unfair because they have a job, kids, and a spouse. They fail to face the reality of their own situation. And the reality is, is that they didn't hop on the opportunity earlier in their life and you can't change that. It's fine. It's like, what else are you going to do? You can't go back in time and change it. And the sooner you accept reality for what it is and your specific situation and open your mind to the potential opportunities that are available to you, the sooner you can perceive this entire situation from a more conducive lens. And then your actions can follow suit, even if making that business progress is going to take a much longer time than the person that started earlier than you because the sooner you start the sooner you can suck less and the sooner you can see more results even if the time horizon is just a tiny bit longer than the person that had a bit less responsibility and so that's the other thing is they're able to rather than adopting the goal or the expectation of another person that they see online they can zoom out create their own perceive the situation from a better manner and then search for aligned mentors, education, and advice that will help them reach that goal in their specific situation. And you're going to have to search for this stuff. It's, it can't be prescribed or given to you. This is like a good aspect of why in business people tell you to niche down. I'm more of, of the line where it's you niche down towards a goal that you can help people achieve because then people with that shared goal and similar situations, then you can navigate between that a lot easier but even then hard set prescriptive actionable advice is not always i would say like a majority of the time most advice you see is not going to apply to your situation you have to be able to extract the essence or the truth of what's being said there and then apply it to your own the context of your situation so the next perspective that we need to go over is concept versus experience so the prime example of this first we have to understand that reality is experience everything is experience and all concepts knowledge etc are layers over experience that's what they come from right you can't you can't label something until you've experienced it and so the the common example here is the concept of God, right? There are many different concepts, but God is like the Western one. I would argue that it has the most like misunderstanding behind it. It's a concept that is pointing towards an experience. God, Brahman, infinity, the universe, whatever lens or religion you want to paint it under, it is an experience. And so religious people attach to this concept 
as you would adopt like an expectation for the future this is a concept you attach to a concept or you identify with a concept and then it causes unnecessary tension when people disagree with you on that concept because experience is personal and so the difference here which can be like another perspective is knowing versus understanding concepts allow you to know experience allows you to understand and knowledge is a layer on top of reality to understand it right it's a symbol it's representative of an experience and then understanding is an inherent aspect of human consciousness it is internal versus external right this is one unique thing about human consciousness along with like our depth of focus our ability to build our ability to plan into the future this is another characteristic that sets a human being apart from other beings is the ability to understand that every single person has so people love to conceptualize or know things without actually moving forward in life or experiencing things in life right this is the classic definition of an armchair philosopher and the reason behind this is because it's uncomfortable to actually move forward in life and solve problems and go out and achieve goals because that is going to lead to you experiencing more of the human experience right something that we're here to do i would argue but you weren't going to do that if you just conceptualize and build layers on top of reality all day long into this mental house or intellectual structure that you can just live in and build a little bubble of mental comfort that you reside in so the last perspective is what is versus what isn't it is what it is is the most profound statement you will hear in your life but few people realize the depth behind it making a distinction between what is and what isn't is a great way to close the gap between expectation and reality as well as concept from experience so the present moment or what's right in front of you or your direct experience is the only thing that is that's what is so you can think all day long about how going to the gym is going to be difficult but the only thing that really is difficult quote unquote that can't be labeled is the difficulty of let's say a dumbbell in your hand as you're nearing the last rep that is the experience of difficulty that is what is when you are in that moment and anything aside from that is what isn't when you're conceptualizing and thinking and projecting about how difficult leg day is going to be and then you you think about that and you think that you're experiencing it or you may experience the negative emotion like associated with that but you're not ex experiencing the sensory perception of that experience itself and that is creating a tension and is going to lead to inconducive action like you possibly not going to the gym when you didn't even do the difficult thing. It's not difficult if you aren't actually doing it, right? And the struggle of building a name for yourself, let's say with a personal brand, is what is. But anything aside from that, if you thinking about how I can't start a business, how I don't have enough skills, how I can't do this, this, and this, and this, that's what isn't. That's not the actual experience that you're going to be able to extract a lesson from a personal lesson from one that can't be taught to you except for by you and of course if you want help with this links in the description for digital economics to actually start experiencing this stuff when you have the knowledge in order to understand the experience as you go into it right don't take the course if you're not actually going to act on it and so i'm not saying that concepts or expectations or what isn't are all bad they're definitely not bad they're very useful but they should be treated as guides right when they are perceived from a negative light and you get trapped and your mind closes and it causes you we're talking about being in a state of stress 
overwhelm, anxiety, feeling lost, etc. that way too many people are stuck in and you being able to navigate your way out by understanding the distinction between expectation and reality. And that's exactly the point. The beliefs or expectations or concepts or just the, the things that you're bouncing around in your head are not reality. It's not the experience that is unfolding right in front of you and you have the ability to pay closer attention. This is what all the spiritual masters are getting at. This is why meditation is a good practice to at least test or adopt into your life is because it gets you out of your head and it gets you into reality and it allows you to navigate the concepts, expectations that allow us to move towards positive potential futures in reality. In another sense, what I'm saying here is that you can clean your room and you can clean your room well, even if you don't feel like cleaning it. And feel free to exchange clean your room with any given activity that you're preventing yourself from doing. No problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it. Problems are an inherent part of life. They're baked into the system. And problems are the spark that create this gap between expectation and reality, especially if you do not have the skill to match the challenge that a specific situation presents. And only once you close that gap and actually see the problems for what they are is when you can solve them better because that requires you to zoom out and adopt a higher perspective in order to perceive the problems. Therefore, you're increasing your level of consciousness or in this case, we're going to frame it as your level of mind. And here we will define mind as how you interact with reality. So think of perspective or like the the level of your mind as the thing that houses all of your beliefs ideas concepts skills experience potentialities for the future so what you think is possible and other things like that so the broader this perspective becomes the more you increase your level of mind and that means you are able to view problems from a better lens and it becomes difficult to latch on to a specific expectation or concept or other thing because you've adopted so many different you've experimented with without identification or latching on to any specific expectations or concepts or ideologies or beliefs right you've broken out of that bubble multiple times in your life and so the, the way that you increase your level of mind is by solving problems and so with every problem you solve you're able to perceive life from a much more effortless or enjoyable lens because you understand that the problem can be solved and you know that there is a way to solve it. And so the degrees of problems that you are facing is a prime indicator of what level of mind you have and what phase of life you are in. If you are stuck in all of these surface level problems that you've yet to solve, like fixing your health, fixing your bank account, fixing your relationships, coming after those two, and fixing your emotional intelligence or your happiness because once you solve those things or once you master your survival then you reach this specific level of mind where you can be more creative you can navigate the world with more artfulness and grace and so what i'm trying to say here is that you need to solve more problems in your life that's kind of what life is all about <laughs> that's what this entire universe is all about throughout evolution that's like if we were to consider the phases of evolution or the stages of evolution on the same scale where that is the level of the collective mind evolving by solving problems that's what i mean here so in order for you to personally evolve you have to increase your level of mind and that is done by solving the problems in your life so then once you master survival you can move on to uh, joining these collective minds or communities, helping other people and putting your mind together with a shared goal in order to solve 
a bigger problem in this world and help humanity evolve by solving problems and increasing the collective level of mind. And so with every problem you solve, you'll be forced to, or you will have to in order to solve it, decrease and close the gap between expectation and reality. And each time you do, you'll be presented with a lesson so that you can navigate those problems easier in the future. This is how you gain experience. And then this experience can be transferred into business because products solve problems. That, that's what business is. You're solving problems uh, for other people in exchange for a valuable resource. And in this case, that resource would be money, but can be many other things. This is just what we're using right now in this day and age. In the past, it used to be you trade, you barter. It's the exchange of goods and money is a very valuable good right now. And so with this logic, the higher your experience or the more problems you've solved in your life, the more profitable your business becomes. And so I'm not saying that like you don't have the experience to start helping people now because you're at a specific level of mind, right? If you've done any form of self-development or self-improvement, you have the experience to be able to help someone that's right behind you. And I do recommend doing that from the start because teaching helps you solve problems in your life better. That helps you gain more experience because you're, you're pulling minds together and that opens up more problems to solve, especially when they aren't like directly personal to you. And so there has to be a balance with this or a progression, right? Because that's just another expectation where it's like, I want to climb Mount Everest, but I'm not going to do so because that takes like, I, I, I can't do it. How am I going to do it? I'm going to run out of breath in the first mile. You can't climb Mount Everest if you can't even walk 10K steps every single day. As you open yourself to living at your edge, your deepest purpose will slowly begin to make itself known. In the meantime, you will experience layer after layer of purposes, each one getting closer and closer to the fullness of your deepest purpose. So to reach new levels of mind, you have to encounter problems. You have to live at your edge. You have to encounter or uh, go after the goals and problems that you are actually able to solve, that are, are closer, the expectation that comes from the goal because problems and goals like they don't exist without each other you encounter a problem and then a goal is implied to overcome that problem and in order to close the gap that the expectation that the goal gives you right like i want to make a hundred thousand dollars that's an expectation that i have in my mind and it when that gap is closed by solving the subsequent problems that present themselves one after another after another step by step tiny change after tiny change choice after choice because you are now viewing the problems from the lens of the goal right it gives you a better perspective to view your problems from then that is how you live at your edge right because you you have to take on the challenges that you are able to and so in order to solve these problems you actually have to do things that increase your level of skill to allow you to solve them and to acquire the the knowledge or the skill to view the problem from a better light in order to solve it so let's run through some steps let's make this practical how do you increase your level of mind how do you make life easier to live how do you gain clarity on the situation you're in and how do you start uh, overcoming that feeling of feeling overwhelmed lost anxious whatever it may be that is preventing you from acting towards a more beneficial future so the first step is to pursue a challenging goal and i'm talking challenging i'm not talking impossible for your current state of mind and this is a lesson it's funny because it's all goals 
right? Human behavior is goals, marketing is goals, desired goal, path to get there, and problem that is preventing you from doing so. That's literally the foundational principle of everything. That's offer creation. That's how you plan your days on the micro scale. That's how you set a vision for your future and act on the micro scale. That's how you organize moving through the world is desired goal, path to get there that you have to create clarity on. And if the goal is too high or it's too far away, then you're going to have to create more steps or you're going to have to lower the goal and perceive the problem accompanying problem from that better lens. So you need a goal that you can act on every single day, not one that is assigned to you like a job. You need to work on your own goals that solve the problems in your life every single day. There needs to be at least a 30 to 60 minute time block. And so if you haven't started or you're at the beginner phase, I'm assuming that your goals are going to revolve around health, wealth, relationships. You're going to have to either start in the gym or you're going to have to start improving your finances or I wouldn't I would recommend doing this afterwards so you can approach it from a better light. But you're going to have to progress in order to be able to solve the relationship problems in your life. And so peace of mind is a byproduct of pursuing these goals, not necessarily achieving them. Right. There's in, in Greek philosophy or the Greeks, they they made the distinction between uh, telic and atelic activities. And telos is the Greek word for goal. Right. So telic and atelic are different, but they're the different states of being right where there's uh, doing nothing and then there's doing. And when you're doing the, the way you reap fulfillment from it is by focusing still on the present moment while holding the goal in the back of your mind. So you're still moving towards something, but you're not focused on the expectation. You're focused on the reality of the situation. And so another thing you have to understand is that everything in life evolves, right? Your goals are going to evolve. So once you uh, actualize one, you're going to have to set another. And so the, the second step while you are pursuing your goals is to stay conscious of present moment difficulty. So what judgments or connotations do you attach to the words struggle, difficulty, uncomfortableness, and hard? Do they lead to compulsive thoughts about the future? Do you immediately jump to an expectation of what they are? Maybe they lead to a memory of a past mistake, one that causes fear to the point of inaction, or maybe a mixture of both, leaving you in a vortex of anxiety. So these things are not reality when you're projecting out so you have to stay you have to stay conscious of present moment difficulty right the senses the you you can't start projecting into the future if you're running on a treadmill and things start to get hard you have to stay focused on the actual sensory perceptions that you're experiencing and not the expectations that you hold in your mind about how it should be or you have to become conscious of the expectations in your mind where oh this should be easy this shouldn't be that difficult i should be doing something better with my time uh, i don't want to do this i could be walking right now all of these little things that pop up are not the reality of the situation and the reality of the situation with these steps are going to be the things that actualize the goals that you want to achieve so the third and most powerful step here is that you will hit a critical point so this is the perception threshold. The perception threshold is a time when difficult becomes enjoyable after you push through the, the discomfort of a situation. So you can see here that it starts where there isn't much perceived difficulty. Understand that this is perceived. It's not the actual difficulty of the situation. And as you keep going, the perceived difficulty gets higher as your mind starts to narrow in on these little things going on in your head. And then once you accept reality for what it is and what is happening at that moment, then the perceived 
difficulty, right? Not the difficulty of the actual situation, but the thing in your mind that is going to make you stop decreases. And then you can start to find more enjoyment in the actual difficulty of the reality of the situation because it isn't not supposed to be there. If you have writer's block, if you're 30 minutes into a 5K run, if you're on your last rep of a 365-pound squat, if you're hesitant to post your first piece of content, if you're 45 minutes into a meditation session and your mind is begging you to check your notifications, thoughts and emotions will flood your mind. And in these cases, the only way out is through. So another thing here is that you have to train your pain tolerance by taking on an increasing level of challenge, right? Because <laughs> you're not going to go and try and meditate for an hour because that's just, it's going to be very difficult and your pain tolerance is going to be low to the point where you're not going to hit that perception threshold. And in another sense, it's like when you're hit, when you hit the runner's high, when you're on a jog and eventually it's like, oh, I hit my stride, it's time to go. It's because it's the perception threshold. And so this may take five minutes, it may take a day, and it may take a year, it may take a lifetime depending on the actual uh, state of the problem. All problems are different and require a different amount of time to solve. Chaos is a prerequisite to clarity and clarity is the most potent fuel in the world. So step number four is that you reach a new level of mind. So crossing the perception threshold forces you to zoom out beyond the little web of beliefs and thoughts that you have in your head to adopt a higher perspective so that you can actually see the problem for what it is or see the difficulty for what it is. So not having ideas for your writing becomes a silly excuse. Not performing the last rep that leads to the most gains becomes I'm being a little bitch, push through. And not posting your first piece of content becomes, if I don't do this, it becomes habit and I'll be stuck in my current situation for life, which is the opposite of what I want. Deep satisfaction is the result from this process. So that's it for this video. We talked about writing and difficulty with writing. So if you want to practice that, check out Two Hour Writer. Link in the description has theory, but it is backed with practice so you can face this difficulty head on. There's other stuff down there that you can check out along the way. Uh, like, subscribe, comment. I hope you like the new setup. It'll probably change in a few videos from now. But that is it for this video. See you.